I think you're the first person ever to say, man, all these reboots and their recurring properties, what a breath of fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Episode seven of The Scruple. Let's go. I just chugged half a Diet Pepsi. You're ready and raring to go. What's my fuel? I had a, I had a chicken wing. <laughs> Not right before this, but before this. <laughs> I don't know what I had before that. I don't know, man. Oh, okay. How you doing, man? I, I, we have a funny tradition of breaking massive life news before each pod. Yeah. Uh, Philip, what happened since the last podcast? Well, this is so funny because it was like Regan's married, and then the next episode, Regan's expecting, and then now, uh, this episode, guys, guess what? Philip's engaged. Let's go. Let's get this marital bread Let's get this marital bread i am i'm engaged and it's very very exciting i'm i'm really happy so tell us the story tell, tell you the story. story okay so there's a ton of funny there's there's like a really long and funny version that i hope to tell you someday in person you're not going to be funny for the pod there's just all of these like like to give it's funny with context but it would honestly take so long to give you all these side stories and okay all right i'll give you the condensed spark notes um i proposed to her on october 28th let's uh, go that was our two-year <laughs> anniversary <laughs> yeah for every every time i say something that's so hype let's go uh yes and so we hadn't had this conversation before and i had somehow i meant it when i said this back in like august uh, she made a joke of how nice it would be if we got engaged on our two-year anniversary. And then I was like, nah, that would, that's too like cliche or that's too cheesy, too obvious. And I kind of meant it when I said it then. But then afterwards, I was like, I, obviously, that's what I ended up doing. But because I said that in August, she did not expect, she genuinely didn't expect me to do it on the two years. So she was she was legitimately surprised when I, I did propose to her. She didn't even think I had the ring yet. Oh, dang. So you really surprised her. I know it's crazy. Yeah, I like, um, uh, she was leading a faith study uh, near campus at around three. And I called, when I called her roommate, Emma, who is also my coworker. And Emma's really bad at keeping secrets. So I didn't tell her until then. And I call her at like 3 p.m. I'm like, listen, I need a photographer. You're just going to dock <laughs> Emma on the pod? <laughs> get, get roasted. Emma's a super unreliable friend. <laughs> <laughs> Emma doesn't listen anyway, so we should be going to roast really? her for not listening. Um, Emma, come on. I don't, th- I don't think so. Maybe she, maybe she will now because we're on the up and up boys and girls. We can change her no, name to Emma's Bob fine. All right, continue. post-production. Anyways, it was really funny because she's just like, oh my gosh. And I was like, can you handle this? And she's like, I don't even know if I can handle this. And I was like, you're going to be seeing Alexia for two hours before we go to mass. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was kind of funny. So anyways, uh, what happened was we went to mass. Uh, Alexia's patron saint is St. Faustina. And this parish has a first class relic of St. Faustina there. Honestly, we love St. Faustina on this pod. Pro St. Faustina. Our first unreleased episode, we talked about her. And I read uh, a much too long excerpt from her diary. So we are big St. Faustina supporters. I remember that. Yeah, big, big St. Faustina supporters, big Divine Mercy supporters, especially, mm. uh, well, at least in my relationship, especially Alexia. Mm. Um, and so the idea was because it's our two-year anniversary, Father Valerie was going to come after Mass and uh, give us a blessing and, and with, the, with the relic as well. Um and so she knew that was coming, but it was just, it was funny because people weren't the, it was taking forever for the parish to kind of empty out. And then Father Valerie knew about the proposal too. Mm. And he was like being so obvious about it and being like <laughs> nervous. And he was like calling me away uh, to just to talk to me oh. and like see how things are going. And I'm just like, no, like she's going to catch on what's yeah. going on here. But anyways, long story short, I just like, I just went for it. So we stood up and we went to go look I get a closer look at the relic and then I was like, okay, hey, I'm just going to do it now. Everything's kind of falling apart. It's whatever. So um, she has a, when, when we first started dating, it's really funny. Like we went on, I think four or five dates and then she pulls out a Venn diagram after like our fifth date. <laughs> 
and on the Venn diagram it said friends and dating. And the, and that's how we had our DTR, and that's how we eventually became official. It's just kind of a funny story. Yeah. You DTR'd as the inner Ven. I don't know what the the the, the uh, what what are you what coinciding circle? The inner circle. What is it? Yes. The yeah. What is that circle called when you make a Venn diagram? What's the middle one called? There's something about having a podcast that makes you realize how much of an idiot you really are. <laughs> <laughs> shoot i don't even know what that's called anyways we we she pulled out a venn diagram and then that's how we ended up having the conversation to become boyfriend and girlfriend hmm. and so what i did is i i pull out a paper and at this point she knew she was like what's happening and so i give her the paper she opens it she sees the venn diagram it says like dating and then engaged oh and then but she knew as soon as she saw a venn diagram she knew what was happening and so uh, she looks at me and she's like, is this real? And I'm like, yeah. And I get down on one knee and I pull out the ring and then she starts crying. And it was very, it's very beautiful. And Emma pops out and starts taking photos. And Father Valerie was like sitting two pews away, just watching the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Father, leave us alone. I know. I, I kind of wish that maybe he'd given us more space, but he looked like a proud dad. And uh, he's like from Belarus. So there's like a little bit of a language barrier, but he was just so... He was he was being super cute about it, and me and Alexia. No, those priests from Belarus have no boundaries. <laughs> uh, well, k- kind of actually. Classic <laughs> Belarusian priest. Um. So yeah, we're engaged. Pray for us. Wow, I can't believe she caught on. She she caught on as soon as she saw the Venn diagram. That's yeah. when she knew. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? When did you know he was going to propose? When he pulled out the Venn diagram. The old Venn diagram. Yeah, man after my own heart. All right, sorry, you were saying. Um, no, it was. Sorry, I'm really burpy. It's okay. She, it was, it was very beautiful, and we were both very happy. So pray for us, pray for us as we prepare, and I look forward to. I'm sure it'll come up in future podcasts where we just, we'll, I'll share about the the challenges of of a wedding uh, prep and planning no. and marriage prep and Regan I'm so can. Sorry. Regan can provide for me some some sort of wisdom since he's already gone through this. But you should have just got married on the spot. That would have been so much more cost effective and just easier. <laughs> so much more cost effective. But what about marriage prep, Regan? Well, that's true. I suppose. Yeah, that was really good for us. Yeah. What about you? Life life updates. How's how's little Peanut? Peanut's good. Still haven't met her slash him yet. So that's waiting waiting on that. How funny would it be <laughs> if those next podcasts is <laughs> I had a baby <laughs> just fast forwarding through our life (laughs) 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 there's a huge life update every single episode this is gonna be crazy to listen back to someday and we're like oh yeah oh that's right you got married here oh now you're expecting oh philip's engaged i know it's gonna be insane be like our voices were so high and we're so optimistic and full of energy and youth unjaded yeah yeah, no, I, I think we should try to have a streak of how many big life events we can cram in a row. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what would be next, really, but I think having the crunch on next episode might be a good start. I think I think that counts. That's huge. Oh, so there it is. There's the announcement we are having. Can we announce it? Oh, should we announce it? Well, uh, yeah, I think, I think we can. I imagine we'll be recording with them before this gets released, right? I don't know, man. I've been feeling... Uh, you would be in the process of editing this. Prob- probably. Yeah, sure. Let's say it. We're having the crunch in the pod. Crunch is coming on the pod. We're recording with them. Super excited. That's the next... That'll be episode eight. And yeah, I'm pumped. That's crazy. That's crazy for me because like, they're the, they're the dudes who inspired us to do this. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. I don't know about... I don't know. Is that the same for you? I can say that. I don't know if you can say that. It, I think I would say, I would say yes. Maybe not originally. Originally, I I don't know if I had an inspiration. I was just like, yeah, this is a cool idea, and I wanted to do this with you. But I feel like I'm more motivated now and more interested in creating a podcast and doing it well because of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't inspire me to begin, but they've inspired me to actually care <laughs> care more yeah they're they're awesome and it's it is kind of crazy that they're gonna come on come on the pod so it's 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 wild are you hyped for spider-man because i'm absolutely hyped for spider-man K, 
okay, I haven't watched the trailer yet, which is freaking bizarre. Bro. Because I am a big Spider-Man stan. So I'm thinking, let's both just watch it right now. Yeah, actually. And then we can pot about it right away. So everyone, just, just pause the podcast. We'll be here when you get back. It's okay. We're here. We won't yeah. let you go. Yeah, yeah. Everyone go watch it. And then we'll and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> and then we'll talk about it because it's it's absolutely hype. Is Toby Maguire in it? Yeah, everyone's like, "Where is Andrew and Toby?" And are they not in it though? They're not in this trailer. I think the second trailer might come out sometime in November. Oh man, if the popularity of the trailer can tell us how popular this movie is going to be, this movie is going to be huge. The Toby Maguire Spider Mans were huge in sort of kicking off the modern superhero film franchises like you could say they were different like you could say it was the hulk films or the batman films the superman films but i think they were they were sort of the ones that kicked off our generation's interest in it that's true those are my favorite movies growing up i i have a problem i can't actually watch it because i blocked youtube on my laptop (laughs) oh (laughs) because i have no self-control i have no self-control phil that's okay you recognize it and you blocked it that's good good for you so can you show me the trailer on your phone oh you want me to show you it yeah why not bro what did you think when you saw the pumpkin grenade and dr octopus oh yes right i love when you were telling me that the toby Maguire spider-mans are the ones you love i was like ah oh, he's gonna be he's gonna he's in for a surprise you got Doc Ock, you got the you got the pumpkin grenades. No, that was really good. Yeah, Tom Holland's really a uh, handsome guy. Handsome guy, just he's grown up, you know? He is a handsome guy, growing up in front of our eyes. Him and Zendaya are dating for real life now. That... Wow, we stan it. I like that. I, I, I know do actually. it's a normie opinion, but I, I like it. I like it too. Wow, I'm very excited. Very excited for that. Me too. Me too. We'll probably talk about this when we record with the crunch uh, next week, but have you seen Dune? I haven't. Should, though. I watched Dune. I'm gonna... Is it good? I've seen it. I will... I'll just briefly... I'll say right now, it was good. Um, but? I was a little underwhelmed. Oh, no. Ethan's gonna be so disappointed. Yeah, but maybe I'm just... Maybe I just misunderstand. Is that what you want to talk about with the crunch? You want them to, to use up their Dune topic on us? <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we don't like we can barely talk about eldest i i do i think i'll mention it though i'll mention that i think i will see dune before we have the crunch on too so i don't sound like an idiot <laughs> like i'm the only one who hasn't seen dune wow i'm very excited for that for that uh spider-man movie me too i do feel a little bit like stop making franchises and stuff mm. also it was tony stark and then it was jake gyllenhaal mysterio and now, now it's now it's Doctor Strange in a puffy jacket. What, what? Give him his own feature film. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like it does feel like he just can't break free. He just can't like stand on his own. There always has to be a a, a mentor or a dad, like a like a dad figure. That is sort of his thing. And I don't know how true this is. Uh, there's been rumors, and I think this is purely fan speculation. But I've heard that there will be more. Um, Tom Holland Spider-Man films and that that's kind of been the theme of this trilogy is like he's young and he's needed mentors but that if they did do another trilogy it would be a like a a grittier theme and it would just be him Hmm. it would be an older Peter Parker is what I've heard I don't know if it's true that's just the the natural progression of superhero movies is they need to make a gritty version at some point it does seem like that (laughs) hey yeah it does seem to go in that direction yeah like Robert Pattinson. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know what's going on because earlier this year, I wasn't excited for like anything movie related. And I wasn't a big fan of whatever Marvel is putting out and DC. But have you seen the trailer for the Batman for Robert Pattinson? You want a fanboy about that one next? <laughs> Yo. Yo, I actually really enjoyed it. Have you seen the trailer for Lightyear? Isn't that awesome? Okay. I did Isn't see that. Isn't that awesome? It, <laughs> it looks actually looks really good. good. I hate it. I hate how they managed to entice me with another... But I think... Ugh, stop doing it. But it honestly, yeah. I do have a... I have a complaint when you take... When you just keep making more and more sequels. Yeah. But I like that. I like that they took an existing property and then they're doing something kind of like... 
I don't know. It feels it's like a little breath of fresh air. It does seem kind of unique. It feels a little what? Breath of fresh air. Like it feels it feels it, it's interesting. Like I I don't know what they're doing with that. It's like is this it's just the buzz backstory? Is this the real like the in the in but is it though? Cuz you look at like the technology. <laughs> is it Buzz Lightyear canon? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, where where does this fit? Is this guy in that universe and he is the real life inspiration for the toy? But then that doesn't make sense because I think it's just the toy's story. This is what the toy believes about himself. I yeah, I think it, this takes a dark turn because I think that movie is gonna be what the toy believed about himself. Oh, uh, well, that's kind of sad. So the whole movie is gonna be an uh, epic uh, delusion. Pretty much, yeah. If that ends up being true, it is just a delusion. <laughs> But I'm along for the ride. Let's go. Yeah, I'm along for the <laughs> I think you're the first person ever to say, man, all these reboots and their recurring properties. What a breath of fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not. I'm, I think if you just keep making another tri- a sequel, Toy Story 5, Toy Story 6, Toy yeah. Story 7, I'd be like, all right, chill. Fast and Furious, I'm looking at you. Yeah, just relax. But I like how they've taken this They've taken a character from it, Buzz Lightyear, and now they're kind of they got me. They've got a big question mark over my head now because I'm like, what? Are you, what is this? Yeah. What is this? And the trailer is the so trailer good. is very good. The use of da- David Bowie's Starman, I think it's called, yeah. is like, ooh. oh, that was ooh. very good. That, yeah, Hello. I did like that. I hate that I did, but I did like those three things, and I was excited for Dune purely because of the crunch. I didn't read the Dune novels. Me neither. Yeah. I have heard mixed reviews, but I'm gonna go see it. I'm excited for this. Maybe we should have a watch party for uh, all the Spider-Man movies. Are you a big Spider-Man fan? I am. I, I really am. Mm. I'm, yeah. Love the Spider-Man films. I was Spider-Man like five years in a row for Halloween. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You went on a Halloween party. Yeah, I went, a, I went to a costume party. What's wrong with you? You pagan? Hey, chill out. Come on. All, all Hallows' Eve. It's Catholic. Come on. Uh, it is. It is. Yeah, today's all all souls today day. Is, okay. Today's all souls day. I hope I hope you dear listeners have gotten that plenary indulgence. May the souls of the faithfully departed by the mercy of God, Philip, finish. Rest in peace. Amen. Amen. That's the ones for the purgatory, folks. This podcast is the only one uh, podcast that prays for uh, people in purgatory. The only one. I suppose 27 minutes into this podcast we should talk about our topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. I, I you're, oh. you're going to you're going to cut and chop this up, I'm sure. Um we're, yeah, we're just easing we're right into easing it. into I, it. Don't worry about it, <laughs> Ethan. We're getting there. Also, I Ethan was it was texting me during, when he was listening to the last episode. Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> remember that time when we were like, I, you can stop listening to the podcast when you want to, Ethan. Yeah. Is that it? it were uh, we were we right? Like, How did you know that's exactly what I was thinking? <laughs> <laughs> we knew it. We were just like, all right. So I got a little spooked. <laughs> it's because it, it did feel like the episode ended, and then we were just chatting. Yeah, I when I was listening back, I'm like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, Philip, wait, wait. Tell us about your party. Who's whose party was this, and what did you go as? Yeah, this was CCO's costume party. And we did it on Halloween. No, we did it on October 30th. So it wasn't Halloween. It, I guess it wasn't All Hallows Eve. Um, and I dressed up, at, Alexi and I dressed up as like Corpse Bride, I guess. Um, like an un, like undead. Because, yeah, yeah, it, we thought it'd be a fun way to tell some of the students were engaged. They'd be like, oh, you guys are, you guys are like Corpse Bride. And would be like, yeah, we are. Do you want to know why we decided to dress up as this? And they'd be like, oh, why? And then Alexi would show them the ring. And then some students, it, it would take some students a little bit, too, because they think it's part of the costume. Mm. And then they would look at it, look at us, look at it again, and just see. And then they'd realize <laughs> soon that, okay, wait, this is not just some cheap toy costume ring. And then they look at us again and be like, "Are you guys? Are you guys engaged?" And we'd be like, "Yeah." And then they would just freak out, and it was it was it was actually a lot of fun, and it was really cute. So, um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I that's enjoyed funny. it. <laughs> that's so funny that your Halloween costume had so much exposition. Like, hey, what you come as? Oh, I'm 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 a pumpkin, and you know why I chose to be a pumpkin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Do you imagine? Everybody, everyone in a costume has this backstory. I saw it in Walmart, and it was a pretty good price. <laughs> Do you know why I'm dressed as this, <laughs> as Spider-Man? I'm marrying Spider-Man! That's pretty good. So you went as corpse fiancés. Yeah, that's right. Because we are real-life fiancés. So how's engaged life, man? How's it treating you? Oh, yeah. Engaged life. I uh, I was texting... I gave you a little glimpse when I when I texted you this. You uh, I'll just say that and then maybe expand on it some more. Um, it is I. It's interesting because nothing has. Well, that's not true. Like obviously something's changed, but I guess I know that I've talked to people that after they're getting engaged, they're like, ah, like nothing's changed. Like we're yeah. like yeah. we feel, we feel the same. But honestly, for me, it does feel like something's changed and it's 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 weird and almost hard to put into words. But um, the way I would describe it is I do feel and I feel relief. Mm -hmm. I feel more confidence, more comfortable. And I was telling you, I I texted you this where it, it just feels like what's prudent to talk about and what's. Just like the sphere of what's prudent has in has expanded. Totally. The the sphere of comfortability has expanded because like this commitment was made. And I think it's so cool. Like that's the power of 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 just making a commitment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a good way to illustrate why making commitments in general is so good for us. And and especially here and in this in my relationship with Alexia. Um I can now, like we look at when we now know because it's it's we put it out there we've made this big commitment to each other and there's a much bigger one coming yeah but now that that's been put out there into the into the world and 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 we've made this commitment um it really kind of has changed uh the, our dynamic a bit and it's it's honestly really good it's it's really good Wow, that's awesome. I'm just it's it's a weird paradox where you've made a commitment and there's more freedom there. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I totally get what you mean. There's there's something so beautiful. And and that's fine if if not everybody has the same like, wow, I feel so different, but that was sort of my experience too. Where it was like, man, we can like really talk about wedding. We can get down to brass tacks. We can talk about things that didn't seem prudent to talk about before just because they were conversations that required a deeper level of commitment than we had made so yeah that's awesome man I'm, I'm super happy for you thank you yeah i'm i'm pumped so excited also i advocated from this for the beginning i think i deserve a little bit of credit no, <laughs> <laughs> it's true you did or very early on in the relationship you told me that this was worth fighting for early on i think we hadn't even been dating for a month yet and you told me that yeah that you could tell that I you could tell I was happy you could see that you could see that we were happy and you thought it was a really good thing and um you just you encouraged me to not give up and give up on this relationship and to fight for it and yeah man um yeah that was a very brotherly thing for you to say so look at us now and look at us now we're started a podcast we're episode seven and we're about to get into a topic let's hit it baby I'm engaged and you're expecting let's go okay um Let's do it. Strap yourselves in, super scroops. Oh. It's topic time. Dang, yeah. We have some we have some links to plug, that's for sure. We have some links to plug. That's www. Actually, H-T-T-P-P-S. Facebook.com slash group slash super scroops to join our podcast group. Yes. We've got a group. We have a page. We have a we have a Twitch. We have a we have all sorts of things, which we will Hey, hey, what, 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 one plug at a oh, time. Oh, you're right, you're right, one you're right. Time. We're Don't overwhelming the listeners. I'm yeah, so sorry. Just got to press them into it, you know, yeah, just ease that's right. them in. Yeah, there, there, super scoop, it's okay. That's patreon.com slash the scoop. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to support the pod, if you like what we're up to. Okay, so today's topic, hopefully this isn't us bumbling through it like a couple episodes ago. Oh, no. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm not that as means it definitely will. I'm not as prepared as <laughs> as Regan was for last episode. Philip, I'm sorry. Okay, but here's what I want to talk about. Okay, and this is where you might see a side of me that I don't think has come out yet, 
on the pod. I I think I've been a very like soft spoken. It's your racist side again. This isn't is it? this is my no. I'm not. Well, I'm not racist. How dare you? Set of Anticus side. Th- stop. Okay. I'll let you say it. You might see the glimmer of the rad trad in me here. Oh no! Don't say it's about the communion thing. No, <laughs> it's not about the communion thing. How do I want to word this? Okay, so a couple episodes, a few episodes ago. I was I was reading Life of the Beloved by Henry Nouwen. I said I wanted to read uh, Prayer for Beginners by Peter Kreeft. I've actually read that now. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a, I'm turning into a little bit of a reader, and I've re- I'm now currently um, just beginning. Like I, I'd say, I'm about a quarter of the okay. way through Theology for Beginners by Frank Sheed. Um, so I'm. Making my way. I have I have much to learn, and uh, I'm still a, not a very fast reader. Not a, not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't read every night like I wish I would. But like the uh, I would say like the crunch and every knee shall bow. Yeah, has really uh, motivated me to learn more and to dive into that. And I think what I wanted to talk about is, and this is something. This this my topic is very inspired by every knee shall bow because I know that they've they've talked about this a lot, but more from like a teaching perspective. I don't want to talk about it from the perspective of like we need to teach this, but rather just I'm learning this, and I wish someone maybe would have taught me this, and that and that I wish it wouldn't have taken me this long to have been convinced of this. Okay, let's do it. For me, I've always kind of viewed learning a bit more about the faith learning about some of the doctrines, reading the catechism, like I that for me that was always like it's nice to do and you should do it, but Philip, this is this is a great topic. Are you okay with it? Because like Oh, I think I think I'm ready. Let's do are it. Are you ready for it? Okay, because Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be I'm I'm not quite sure what I want to say, but Okay. We should we should say what it is. Yeah, we should say what it is. There are there are things that I think I was always just told that like it's there it's 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 almost just like here's the faith and then here's like all this bonus stuff for you if you want to do it yeah bonus content it's like oh look there's a catechism there if you if you want to understand and you know there's doctrines and dogmas but it, it was always kind of through the lens of like well if you're not a priest or if you're not a theologian like it, maybe it's not the most important for you holiness was always this vague obscure thing of like it was just purely relegated to prayer and like intimacy with God. And I feel like as I'm being exposed to more and more of other perspectives and they're like the richness of the faith, I I just don't think some of that stuff actually is optional. Um, I don't think there, I, the first thing I want to say is I don't think there is a separation between like, so I think one way I've heard it described is like there's your, there's the spirituality, there's like our prayer and our intimacy with God. And then there's like, you know, like the religion and uh, our doctrines, our dogmas, you know, all of our practices and our rituals. And and people tend to like put them in two different categories and like one doesn't really relate to the other. And I don't think that's true. I think that gap isn't real. Um Philip, I think you might say that they're part of a Venn diagram. They're part <laughs> they're on a there there's overlap. Um even more than overlap. They're like in they're like very both both like need each other and I really don't think it's optional to learn to actually spend time with the teachings of the church and to like enter into some of the mysteries of our faith to say something like, well, I'm not called to be a theologian, so I don't want to even read about the Trinity. I just don't think that's true. Okay. Um, And maybe that's where I kind of want to start with this is, I don't know, what's been your experience with that? And what do you think when you hear me say something like mm. that? Because it's a little bit bold. Yeah. So I, I had a similar experience. We, we both um came to our faith through sort of a, a very strong missionary disciple culture which is a blessing which is a blessing um and i'm very grateful and i wouldn't change that uh i sort of dove into my faith sort of on the intellectual side through a lot of content through a lot of podcasts like uh pints with aquinas and listening to talks and watching talks uh and i realized that 
like probably a year into my conversion that a lot of it was empty. A lot of it was not grace filled. A lot of it was driven by pride, wanting to seem like I knew the answers or, or wanted to seem like a smart Catholic or I could debate my Protestant friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think I sort of developed an aversion to the intellectual aspects of our faith. It wasn't really until I, I had my my relationship with my, my spiritual director, my spiritual father form, who's a, who's a brilliant man who I'd love to have on the pod one day because he's, he's, he's wonderful. He's a Byzantine deacon. He's uh, like a deeply intellectual man as well as a man of great faith and great spirituality. Um, so he kind of challenged me in that, in that learning things about the faith and knowing things about the faith isn't wrong. It just needs to be rightly ordered. So I think if someone's worried, Phil, um, maybe just clarify what you're, what you're not saying. Uh, and then we can talk about what we are saying. Because I don't want anyone to be turned off by this and be like, oh, Phil thinks that pursuing the intellectual life of the faith and knowing the catechism is on par with pursuing intimacy with the Lord. Or it is, uh, it is the only way to pursue intimacy with the Lord, I say. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because God would not make it so that like you need to know, like you don't need to know those things to be, you don't need to be a scholar yeah, there are several saints who have. <laughs> there are a couple of saints who haven't read the Catechism. Oh, exactly. There, there are many <laughs> saints, saints that weren't. They weren't known for being like learned, and there. I'm sure there are saints. Well, actually, I know that there are saints that I don't even think could read. Like, oh yeah, I'm sure. And so we know that we know that God isn't just like, oh, did you, did you read? You know, like, why why didn't you read? <laughs> did you read? But I will say that. I think if 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 you like everything's within God's providence if you have the ability and the means to to learn like if you if you have if you're able to read and able to learn that's where you're at mm-hmm. and like we're born in this time and I'd say most of the people listening to this podcast are probably able to pick up the catechism and at least enter into it yeah the doctrines and, and, and the dogmas of our faith, the more we learn about them, the more clear we see the face of Christ. Um, and that like a way that a way it was explained on Every Knee Shall Bow by Dave Van Vickel, um, he said like, and I thought it was really beautifully put, that the dogmas of the faith are like lights for us along the path. And so we're, we're on this path to intimacy with the Lord, but the dogmas light the way. Hmm they are inseparable. And so it's not to say that, cause I, I, I have gone, I felt that tension too, where I'm learning things just for the sake of knowing and just being like an apologetic whiz. And I was, it was more so just facts for the sake of facts, but to enter into the mystery so that you can come out with more wonder and awe of this, like, mm-hmm. it's this interesting thing where if like, if you just spend time reading about the Trinity you objectively might come away actually have learned a little bit more about it than you did when you started. But then at the same time, you're even more aware of how much you don't know. <laughs> true, true. And then you're just left with like this wonder and awe of like, my gosh, like you're, you are, like you've communicated yourself to us, but you really are a mystery. And then like that should draw you into prayer. And then in prayer, you can think about those things as well. And I don't know, like I, this might sound crazy, but like one, for sure, we should be reading scripture every day. And I, I really do think that you probably the next thing you should be reading the most is the catechism. Hmm. I don't know what would be a better alternative. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about spiritual works? Where, where do they fit? Sorry, not spiritual works, spiritual books and, and literature. I'm thinking imitation of Christ or I believe in love. Yeah, Um. I think... I think there's a place for that too. And maybe that's like reading that you do. I don't know what it looks like because we got to, I guess, order our life, organize organize our lives in such a way because maybe, maybe if you're listening to this and you don't read at all, the thought of like, okay, I need to read scripture every day and you're telling me I should read the catechism the next most frequently. But then I also have these books I want to read and like how am I supposed to fit these things into my life? Mm-hmm. First things first, like find a way to work scripture into your life daily. I think you should start there. And yeah, yeah. If you, I think if you want to read spiritual books, that's, that's really good. And you should, I think I want to strive to get to a place where I'm reading scripture daily 
and it doesn't have to be a big thing, but I'm, I'm reading it and also spending time to read just a little bit of the catechism. And then perhaps in the evening or at another time during the day, I'm also reading a little bit of something else. And I think if you are going to read, like, for example, you mentioned Imitation of Christ, like if that's something you want to read, if you can't do them all daily, I think maybe that's the one that you don't do daily. I, I just don't think that one would take precedent. I don't think it would take priority over scripture and the catechism. Yeah. Just every knee shall bow and your reading of the catechism. Why, why such a catechism kick? The reason for me is because um, it's a mixture. Well, I would say I would say it's becoming this idea of becoming like more mature in Christ. I think so often and, and you kind of touched on this about like where we came to faith it's a very beautiful like missionary disciple culture and like there's a big push for the charisma, a big push for proclaiming the gospel clearly and simply. Simplicity of the faith. Yeah. Yes. And which is very important for bringing people to the faith, bringing people to a place where they can invite Jesus to be at the center of their lives. But then there's also, and it, it even is within like, I guess for, I can speak for CCO, like there is an idea of maturing maturing people in Christ and bringing people to maturity in Christ. And sometimes there's a big emphasis on part of that is equipping someone to be able to themselves proclaim the gospel very clearly and simply. And oftentimes when we look and we're like, yeah, we want to help them mature in Christ and we think of holiness and mission. Right. It's almost a little too simple. Like it's a little too uh, compartmentalized. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to word it. Like mission, mission becomes just purely about like, like when we talk about growing in holiness, it's just like, okay, are they, you know, are they praying more? Are they going to, are they, do they have a sacramental life? And we kind of just like treat catechesis as if it's an optional thing. Yeah. And I just, I just don't think it is. The reality is though that, the beloved wants to know the lover. I fail in this, so I want to get a little heart level. But if we have all these resources and we're in a time in the church where we already have so much solid ground to stand on to grow with, um, it seems ridiculous not to use it, especially when I, I think especially that's true with scripture. I want to know, because this is something I don't do very much. Like I, I don't read the catechism very much. I hear about it a lot and I, I'm starting to become familiar with it. How do you integrate that into your spiritual life? Mm-hmm. I guess what I'll say in in particular, because there is such, I'm, I'm putting like such a strong emphasis on the catechism is like just right there. It's like right there, right behind scripture and that those two things should be like pillars for you. This is just straight up uh, inspiration from things that were mentioned on every knee shall bow. Mm-hmm. When it, when you bring it to prayer, really praying about and trying to reflect on and asking the Lord to show you that connection between, for example, like like a particular dogma, and and the charisma, and so thinking of like okay, like God, you God, you are a loving and personal God, and I was created for relationship, and like you became man, you died for me, um, like you you restore that relationship, and then it's like so you're thinking of the charisma. And then, for example, the Immaculate Conception. Like, if you were just reading about the Immaculate Conception, learning about it, praying about how actually the two the two work together, and then you might not have the answer there. And like, that's good, and you can enter into that mystery and bring that into prayer. Everything comes from and ties back into the Paschal mystery, and that's important. Like, it's important to understand the Kriegma is still at the heart of it all, but we're also it's like we're also not ignoring like the entirety of of Christ and who he, and how he's revealed himself when he's communicated himself to us and like given us the church there are uh, there are these other truths like the immaculate conception and so for example if i was spending time just reading about that in the catechism and and reading like looking at the footnotes and seeing what the catechism maybe referenced and then i'm like and then another day i decide to read some of those and then that would then come into my prayer and I would try to, and I would pray about how that connects with Jesus and with the Kerygma. A big thing for me, it always comes back to like being the Lord of my life in every area of my life. And so as I'm praying about that, usually, usually that reveals to me 
as some in some way some area of my life where I can I can surrender even more to his lordship. But yeah, definitely don't just read it and treat it like a purely academic intellectual endeavor. Like as you're as you're cracking open the catechism, the Lord is the Lord you're is speaking to you. You're you're learning more about him and then in the same way that as you're reading scripture, I hope that that goes into your prayer. Um, the same too with what you're reading in the catechism. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good. I, I'm reminded of, and I, I googled it, in in 1 Corinthians when Paul's saying, I, brethren, could not address you as spiritual men, but as men of the flesh, as babes in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even yet you are not ready, for you are still of the flesh. So I... I'm curious, like, I don't think it's necessarily wrong that we don't lead off with this stuff. Like, I'm sure there's people who have come to the faith um, and maybe had initial conversions through reading of intellectual things. But I think it makes sense to start with the relationship. Um, The key is that the intellectual side of our faith isn't contradictory to our relationship with God. I I think of my relationship with my wife when I when I learn things about her certain truths when when we get on the same page about something that's not in contradiction to our relationship with each other that's that only augments it right so i i think maybe where i get tripped up is because we've we've talked about this before not maybe not on the podcast but there's a tendency to to give the right answer especially when you're supporting someone spiritually Mm. man i'm really struggling with this thing right now well you know paragraphs 345 you know says (laughs) yeah um (laughs) I, I'm constantly weary that I'm just like, I don't know what the equivalent of mansplaining is of, of like doctrines and dogmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that you brought it up because I think it's challenging me to engage in it in a new way um, because I think I've, I've, I've scared myself that how quickly I can become so prideful and bloated and puffed up with knowledge, I suppose. Yeah. There's something... Uh, paradoxical with me because i i see jesus and i see that he values uh those who are like children how do you live a childlike faith but also pursue maturity in your spiritual life that that's what i'm wondering because to be true spiritual men like paul says in corinthians like Mm. and to be mature disciples i i agree it's not just your ability to pass on the mission it's not solely how much you pray there's also an element of formation in the theological truths yeah but how can those be integrated in a right order yeah but i i suppose the key is the old catholic both and it can't be seen as as too contradictory i hesitate even to say two sides of the same coin because that 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 communicates uh, a dichotomy um i think we just we ought to value it more as spiritual material the learning of our faith Ooh, I think, yeah, you just, you just said, you said what I've been trying to say, I think, for a while now. No, I'm sure I did not. <laughs> I don't know. Because, uh, yeah, something, something strung up on me when you said that. I think that's the thing is for me, for like three years, or maybe, I don't know, two and a half years since becoming Catholic, it's, it's always been presented to me, and I've maybe misunderstood it to just be this you know, it's there for the intellectuals. Yeah. Um, and that's it. For those so inclined. Yeah. It's like the the, yeah. For those, if if you're one of those people that you just need to know the why behind everything, <laughs> it's there for you. Um, and I like that you said that. It's we shouldn't just look at it as that. Ugh, I can't even I can't even say it. You literally just said it a few minutes ago. Wait, how did you word it? It's it's spiritual material. It yeah. It's it's. It's not extraneous to the spiritual life. It's part of it. It's part of it, yeah. I think of I think of Saint Thomas Aquinas, and I'm confused too because later in his life he realized you know everything's straw. <laughs> no, but I I think of Saint Thomas Aquinas and how deeply spiritual mm. of a man he was, and how much his writings and his and the Summa was a result of prayer and a result of intimacy with the Lord. And I think maybe the underlying root, the rotten root, if you will, is that we don't actually believe that they're true, that we don't really truly believe in the church's authority to teach on these matters. And I'm, I, I'm definitely 
guilty of this where I think, okay, there's the relationship with God. There's, there's actually the truth faith. And then there's sort of that whole part of it where I don't really want to talk about it, think about it because it was just sort of a uh, mm. bored old men in the medieval ages who kind of came up with a lot of this stuff. And I think that's a, that's a fruit of modernism. Um, and that's a, that's a lie that's deeply rooted in our culture is that philosophical pursuits and, and especially theological discussions and, and writings are, are fundamentally a waste of time, <laughs> but they're not. And I have to, I have to challenge that in my own heart. Cause I, I, you know, I, you hear about the debate of how many angels can fit on the head of a pin and you think, okay, <laughs> you <know? laughs> you're like, okay, this is, this is goofy. This is ridiculous. Um, cause I'll drop another line from every Nisha vow or, I think it may be something else like people with full tummies uh, have vigorous theological debates. And uh, the worry is I'm devoting my time to this intellectual um, formation, um, not letting it be an inward practice, but all, but driving you to the externals, driving, dri- driving you to, to greater love of God and neighbor. That's my wife. You probably heard the doorbell. I'll be right back. Okay. okay. Sounds good. You feel free to talk. Oh, I get to what's this called? Vamping. Um, what was I gonna say? Lost my thoughts. I wonder if Mana wants to be on the podcast. No. <laughs> I heard that. What was I saying? Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tricky. I know that I'm not called to be a theologian and that that's like a vocation in the church. Like the church needs theologians. I'm not one of them and that's okay. How do you know though? Maybe one day. Okay, actually, fair enough. Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day I, I will and maybe this is like a, a spark um, that will lead me in that direction. But I like how I, you touched on uh, like the culture. Like we're born into this this the we're born into this culture we're like breathing it it's it's all that we know and something that i find really interesting uh it was a conversation that i had with um someone that that we both know he was sharing with me about how something you're going to realize as you continue to grow in the faith is that this process of like putting on the mind of christ and putting off the mind of the world it's going to kind of be mind-blowing even just simple things like the like the way you think Hmm. not not just specifically thoughts you're having but like the way you have thoughts are going to start to change Mm -hmm. and the way that you like even approach an issue and the process um of like where you start when you view something just just little things like that like even just the way you think will slowly start to change and I, I, I've noticed that. I, I feel like I notice that when I start to just dabble in reading more of the doctrines of, of the church. And as I, uh, as I am like slowly cracking through like Theology for Beginners by Frank Sheed, it just, it, it, it feels like it's, this is part of that slow process of putting on the mind of Christ. Yeah. Um, and having my mind almost like, I don't know, renewed. Um yeah yeah truly transformed yeah not just i think the right things but i'm I'm thinking them through the right lens as well yeah and so yeah it's tough and and we want to be reasonable too and not it's, it's all a process and like you said this isn't like you you spending time in in the catechism uh or like reading up on on theological works so that that in and of itself is not going to be your salvation but yeah i guess uh, like for practical takeaways for some for some steps um to work it in mm-hmm. like anything um starting with something that's actually attainable something sustainable um like there's nothing wrong with just doing 5 minutes every day you know like you don't it's oh, that's it's actually okay it's it's actually okay to just read um, outside of your prayer time. Like let's, cause let's say let's say you do pray every day, but now it's like, oh my gosh, you're adding me, you're telling me to do something else. It's okay if it's just five minutes, if you're just cracking open the catechism, 
and and you're reading it for five minutes and you and it's just one paragraph or even one sentence and you just stick with it for for five minutes that's okay yeah yeah uh something i was thinking of as you were talking about just the risk that we run of like becoming that person who's just like you you become like this spiritual know-it-all you become that guy that guy i think something that can be helpful is you choose something and you just you stick with that for a long time because then you're not you don't become this it's not just like this uh attaining a ton of stuff trying to jam pack your brain with a bunch of uh surface level facts mm. but really just immerse yourself in in a mystery so that well you don't have you don't have a ton of stuff to say because you really aren't studying a lot like so for example we're approaching advent and christmas if you just think about the incarnation for like the next two months and that's all you think about and you just take your sweet time with it and read like a couple sentences a day, mm-hmm. that's that's going to be really good for you. And I hope, I can't guarantee it, but I hope that that would at least assist in not becoming uh, a, a, a catechism know-it-all. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. I don't know. What about you, Regan? Do you have any... Any advice? I think maybe a good place to start if you're a newer disciple such as me and Phil is to humble ourselves and, and recognize that we we don't truly believe everything that the church teaches us. I I think like you can like there's a there's levels, right? Because you can assent to everything. As, as we do as Catholics, right? Like, okay, I believe in the dogmas of the church, right? But um, in, our, in our heart of hearts, I know I have questions, right? Uh, and if you don't have questions, wonderful. But I bet you do. <laughs> um, like, uns- not maybe not questions, but just like, huh, I, don't, I actually don't know how I would explain that. I don't know how I could justify that. I think maybe that's a good place to start. And take heart. Take heart that knowledge is not evil, um, if it's used right and if it's oriented towards love of God and neighbor, it's, it's not going to mm. harm you. Um, <laughs> for scrupulous listeners, like I was two years ago, like I can't learn about things of the faith. I'll just become an asshole. Like <laughs> it'll be all right. You know? Um, and God delights, um, in you wanting to know him better. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that ultimately, I think if you approach it like that, that's really going to keep you away from, from me and that guy, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I have a ton to 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 say, and that I and that's okay. Um, I'm an idiot, but this is something that I'm still really working through my brain. But I think we have to be weary of sort of fundamentalist approaches to um, our faith. You know, our faith ought to be clear and simple, but it's it's not supposed to uh, stay there. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that, that's. I, I think that's a good way to put it. Awesome. Do you have anything else to add? Mm, no, no, not really. I had a, like I had like a little bit of a subtopic, but looking at how long we've been recording, um, that's probably that's probably good. I'm curious. What is it? What is the subtopic? The subtopic was just cause we talked about it from like our own, like a bit of our perspective how it's challenging for us and and like what we're learning and then my subtopic would be we'd still be talking about the same thing but then the challenge the challenges that we faced and the challenges that we and looking forward to like well then now now that we know this or now that we're coming to an awareness of this in discipling others I guess just yeah like what what do you do with this now Hmm. right because like I I know for myself um, and those that I've discipled past, um, those who have had a conversion and then trying to accompany them after that point, mm-hmm. I probably misrepresented it to them in the same way that I understood it, where I was just like, yeah, you know, the, the, the here's some neat information that's available to you. <laughs> yeah, some fun trivia. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, exactly. It's just Catholic trivia. Do with it what you want. I don't really care if you learn it or not. It honestly doesn't matter to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I feel like I yeah. actually had that mentality yeah. for, for a yeah, little while. Me too. me too. And I feel like I misled some people. And I hope that, you know, well, I, well God, God. This podcast will correct that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
So that's something I wanted to talk about, but I don't think we have to. I think it's okay. We sort of talked about it. We made an attempt, ladies and gentlemen. We did. Don't know how this episode's going to turn out. I'm sorry if it wasn't helpful. But you're along for the ride. He is along for the ride. This is this is the the via cast, the the on the way cast. Yeah, I want to challenge people. Do you actually believe the church? Um, do you believe that God is real and that He actually desires for us to know Him in your heart of hearts? What's what's challenging you this week? And and, and take the take just just one step. It's there's so much information out there. Just just look it up. It's probably a really simple answer. That's usually how I see with these things. It's like, oh, I have a, I have, yeah, confused about this theological point. There's probably answers there. So take heart, and um, yeah, don't be afraid to engage and and to dive into the, the deep intellectual tradition of the faith. I mean, I just thinking of people like Pope Benedict, people like Aquinas, other smart people. <laughs> these are men of of deep faith, and I would never say their their intellectual life and their and their theological understanding led them away from the lord it's quite the opposite Mm. yeah last thoughts phil if you haven't join facebook.com slash group slash super scroops you knowing urls you son of a gun and 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 tell us about all that you are learning i actually want people to do that i'm sensing an addendum and coming (laughs) no (laughs) i'm getting serious episode one episode uh one vibes right now because uh, yeah. Do you know how we were having internet issues before, and and oh, yeah. that like kind of made its way into the episode? We are. I don't know what it's like on your end, but on my end, I'm having like serious internet issues, and so I like don't know when you're talking and when you're not talking, and I'm just trying my best. <laughs> oh no, I think we're fine. I, it sounds fine to me. I'm talking around you. You just seem like you're talking. You're really cautious. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Philip, do you want to tell the people about our Patreon tiers, or do you want me to tell them about it? Um, you tell them about it, but I love them. Okay, I find it very ironic that we're plugging Patreon because we have no Patreon listeners. But I thought maybe just a little bit of little guidance would help. Um, and yeah, we want to ask. I think two two things of of uh, people who listen to this podcast. If you want to, obviously subscribe, but leave a review and a rating subscribing and, and rating as as far as i know are, are the best way to to um increase the visibility of our podcast and apple podcasts and other stations so if you can do that awesome and if you want to support us in the sense of allowing us to invest more time and money into better equipment into to more recording and more uh more editing mm. yeah i'd love if you can consider supporting us on patreon our first tier is for a large timmy's coffee for one ninety nine a month, that's one ninety nine a month, and it's uh, you can buy Regan or Philip a coffee. The second tier is two large Timmy's coffees for three ninety eight a month, where you buy both of us a coffee. Yeah, get us a coffee. The next is three Timmy's coffees, five ninety seven. Who gets the third coffee? It's a mystery. Uh, with that tier, you get some bonus content that we're gonna post. So stay tuned for bonus content. Ooh. The next year, four Timmy's Coffee, seventy ninety six. Well, we're gonna get some bonus content, and you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll give you the podcast just a day or two early. You know, maybe just a day too early if you just can't wait. Just can't wait. Five Timmy's Coffees, nine ninety five. Otherwise known as my hands are shaking a little bit. <laughs> uh, we'd love to shout you on the on the pod. I think honestly, I'd be down to shout out patrons every episode. I think it'd be funny. Me, yeah, I think it'd be a funny bit. That would be awesome. And if any one is super generous and super rich, nineteen ninety. 10 Timmy's coffees uh it's called please stop this is way too much coffee i haven't slept in days um we get all those benefits we'll definitely shout you out and hey man choose choose a podcast topic because clearly you're a smart person those are those are our tears (laughs) i realized i didn't spell timmy's consistently (laughs) so i feel like an idiot yeah if you want to if you want to support us on patreon we'd be honored obviously it's not an expectation but i thought just just to have that option there if you want uh otherwise we've been doing stuff man we've been doing stuff we're gonna start streaming our recording sessions on twitch i think uh because we're the only catholic podcast that's willing to follow bearded blevin's advice all these links can be found on our website thescruple.com but uh yeah it's twitch.tv slash the scruple uh and we have also a discord 
now because I thought that might be cool um, because Facebook is evil now. And if you don't want to be on Facebook, that's cool too. But you still want to be engaged in the community. We have a Discord. So Phil, are you reconnected again or are you uh, are you are you down and out? Uh, I'm here right now. I've been cutting in and out. I don't know what's going on. I'll make sure that um, when we record next week, we'll be it'll be a better it'll be a better situation. We'll be fine. I'll edit it. We'll sound so great. <laughs> Honestly, though, who wants to be the first patron? We have zero patrons. Whoever will be the first patron, you'll go down in history. Obviously, no pressure. But yeah, do it. But don't. It's fine. But well, you know. Honestly, if you're still here at this point of the podcast, you probably like us uh, uh, enough to, to support us on $1 a month, you know what I'm saying? To, to support us on Patreon. You should do it. You should think you should do it. Thanks, Phil, for your input. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, my gosh. And then the FaceTime call just hung up. Philip hung up on me. All right. This is absolutely bonkers. I'm so sorry, everyone. This is... I don't know what happened. I didn't, I, I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, if you want to support uh, patreon.com slash the screw blood, 1990 a month, you can be my new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs>